quit at any point within that two years because it's, it's mentally draining, uh, financially. it's financially extremely draining, uh, and it also you know kind of gets our head out of the out of the business because we're just trying to survive this legal case every single week. Um, but what at least what kept me going is that having a business like Kind Laundry, it's almost like an external entity for at least for me uh, to amplify who I am as a person, right? everybody welcome back to another episode of the cvmk show because it is what it is i am your host cvmk for those who know you know instagram cvmk underscore global it is what it is underscore show cvmk 33 tiktok cvmk global you know it's the same thing everywhere cvmk cody vernon march kelly i want you to get it subscribe to the youtube channel today look in this episode came across a very interesting story you know i like business leaders i like individuals that go out and they get it and they create something special something that can inspire but also something that can be purchased right something that we can actually follow that has some legs and some substance and i came across this company and it was founded uh by these two that by this couple a couplepreneur right that's kind of like the new thing right like uh, that's really cool and i really wanted to highlight it i actually Long story short, you know, I'm, I'm subscribed to a lot of different news articles and uh, publications. And it was an Amazon, I think, leadership experience. And I saw the company highlighted and I was like, I need to do my research. Right. And that's how I get, you know, my insight because I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly feeding off positive information. Reached out. Angie was super cool. She didn't reject, you know, because sometimes you don't know. Sometimes they'd be like, who are you, dude? You know, but they decided to come on the show. So I want the CVMK family to give a warm welcome to Bernard and guys. How are you doing today? Great. Thank you so much for having us. Thank you. Look, I'm super impressed with everything. I was on uh, the website today. I was on the About Us. I was on the Instagram profile, and I just like the setup. I even like the Kind Laundry family, like the separate Instagram account, right? But there's a story. This didn't just happen overnight. So to begin, for those who do not know you, because maybe I didn't do the greatest job introducing, if you can introduce yourself to the tribe and then tell us what motivated this creation. Yeah, so we started Kind Laundry about two and a half years ago, right in the middle of the pandemic. Uh, and before that, Angie and I were always been an e-commerce entrepreneur, I guess you can say. Uh, we started learning about Facebook advertising, uh, launching products on Amazon. Um, but we, there's like a sense of fulfillment that we never got from it. Um, I mean, like we did decently well, especially back in the day when you can run Facebook ads for like really, really cheap and get a really good return on it. Um, but you know, to us, like that's not, that's not satisfying. It doesn't help us leave a legacy. Uh, and, and we, as a couple, you know, sometimes we also need to learn where to draw the line between like business and personal. And we get into like so many like arguments and fights, you know, it's like, what are we doing with our life? Uh, you know, it's great that that we sort of found a career out of e-commerce, but, uh, you know, what's this bigger purpose that we're trying to live for, right? Um, so 
you know, one day Angie actually came into my office because like she used to live in Asia uh, and she she know that there's these laundry detergent sheet products, uh, but it was still like in plastic packaging, plastic tray. Um, and then, you know, at that time, she then came across a supplier that actually does this. So she brought a prototype into my office. I'm like, both our light bulbs just went off. It's like, you know, it, it's easy to ship, uh, it, you know, and we can find a manufacturer quite easily. So it kind of ticked off a lot of boxes for us. And of course, we can put our sustainability angle to it uh, just because Angie and I try to live as sustainably as we can. We're both live a, uh, we're both on a plant-based diet. We love animals. Uh, and we just thought like this, this, this is it. This is a product that really encompass everything that we really believe in, in, in our life. So uh, that's when we quickly, you know, went to work uh, from ideation of the product to launching it took us about four months to launch on Shopify. Uh, and th those all came from just, you know, a lot of people see us like failures, <laughs> but yeah. we just took a lot of our experience from Shopify, Amazon, all these, all these um, skills that we learned throughout the years in e-commerce uh, and finally put it into a business that we're truly passionate about. I like that. First of all, uh, you know, I try to be as plant-based as possible. I can't give up eggs. Though. I struggle with eggs and salmon. That's where, you know, I haven't quite made the uh, bridge. Uh, but love animals. Totally believe in, 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 you know, reducing our carbon footprint and, and saving the, the planet as much as possible. Um, but you said something that I think is really unique. You talked about your, your shared experience, uh, you know, doing things in the past with e-commerce and learning from this blueprint to create something that was actually viable, right? And you kind of partnered the viability of it with a true strategy and then a purpose behind that. Before you got to that point, right? How were you not uh, discouraged? You know, because I'm sure there was like a infancy stage, right? Uh, in the beginning that kind of created some maybe not frustration, but say angst, like just, just didn't gel right. Right. Like how did you overcome that and create a smoother application? It's really interesting because before this brand, like Bernard said, we were in e-commerce. So we sold a lot of different products like custom jewelry, kitchen products are sustainable down to like pet products, like everything you can think of that's trending. And like, we didn't have a connection with it. So you're right. Like if you do, you're not passionate what you do, you could be nervous, especially when you're placing up your first order because like the MOQ minimum order quantity is like 3000 units, 5,000 units, right? But for this one, it was natural. Like we knew we had a great product. And when you're excited about something, you don't think about like if it works or doesn't work. We're just like, if anything, I felt like we're ready to just kind of launch because we knew that like down to packaging, to formulation, to everything, like, we spent a lot of time making a product we knew customers would love, especially because actually another tip was before we actually had the real product in our hands, because we had to get a lot of samples. Sure. I created a social media page about sustainability. So that's where we share a lot of like just general content about sustainability and asking questions. So we got to kind of know the niche pretty well before we actually launched to that audience as well. So kind of just like, it was like a very seamless transition. Is is that important, um, the community before or, or or building up the community trust as you are establishing the brand? Like sometimes, um, from my lack of experience, some I think sometimes companies, you know, throw the product out there. You know, I've had, I've had the pleasure to work for some amazing companies, selling some amazing technology, but there wasn't a community and then we just try to 
create a community based off of pitch and you know that has its ebbs and flows and a lot of times it flows more than it ebbs right so um <laughs> how how did you you know or, or or to me why did you slow down right why did you take this approach that was saying hey look we're gonna you know become a a, a voice in the space a thought leader in this space so that when we do you know, hit the ground running, there's an automatic connection between community members and the brand itself. Yeah, because we knew based on experience being in the supplement category and even beauty, which is very competitive. Yep. There's a lot of eventually me too products out there. And especially in the Amazon um, space, like people, it's like a price war. Like you're, you're, you're going to the race to the bottom, like just cutting prices. So we knew that like in order for us to stand out, we have to build a genuine brand a community so that we're putting out a lot of like educational content, how it works, like our faces, which was very hard for us to be on camera, just to like, you know, um, introduce ourselves as founders and why we're doing it. And we just knew that that will set us apart from other brands because when we launched the detergent sheets, um, there weren't that many. There's like maybe like 10 brands doing it today. There's like over a few hundred and um, they're like half the price on the marketplace and they're getting lower and lower. Like you can buy them for $5.99, but we're the only brand in the last six months that increased the price a bit, just a bit, not too much for inflation. But we're able to do it because number one, we actually reformulated our product like three times and our next container coming in is gonna be another optimized version of it. So, but people know this because we hop on camera and we're constantly surveying our customers to understand like what they want. So that they can like we can actually make the product better and better for them too so that's why community is important because these are people that are willing to pull their credit card out Hmm. for us and we're not even like a big brand like no one knows us but they trust us enough to spend like i know it's only 20 dollars, but like spend money with us versus like tide or like a bigger brand so we have to set ourselves apart by you know connecting to them and learning genuinely what they want so yeah i like that bernard do you think that um, the the big companies uh, are disconnected. Like I, I had this conversation with my wife uh, yesterday. I said, the way I see business going is the fall of the giants. Like I feel like there's going to be a lot of what I would call like mid players, like people that have or organizations, entities that have a real base and an understanding of the demographics that they're serving and that they want to serve. And it's more of a, direct relationship versus like the the big you know procter and gamble you know conglomerates and they represent ten thousand other brands you know that you really don't know who answers to who you know to me it's kind of fading do you see that as your competitive advantage i think so especially with uh you know internet is just becoming more and more common for people and there's information out there now uh i think every single product category people are just getting a lot more educated Right. Like the, the, the food that you're e- eating today, you have so much more education into all the ingredient that goes behind it and what what it does for your body. Right. Uh, and now. So so I think in the last couple of decades, people are bearing out into organic food um, and, and what they're ingesting. And I think this next phase is now what you're also exposing yourself uh, outside externally as well. And cleaning products and laundry detergent products is actually another one of those categories. So if you look at the laundry detergent category, it hasn't evolved. For the past few decades, we're still using the same old plastic jug, uh, you know, toxic detergent. And that actually has a lot of health impacts that people don't realize uh, that as you know, your skin is actually the biggest organ in your body. 
and you're, you're, you're covered in clothing, even when you sleep at night on your bed and you're just covered head to toe with fabric. And there's a lot of toxic chemicals that's actually, you know, trapped in these fabrics that your skin is breathing in all day long. Uh, and I don't think people are paying much attention to it. Uh, but I think now with the, again, with the internet, especially post COVID, people are just a lot more educated about this subject now. Uh, and, and, you know, and I talked to many, many people, uh, especially in the past few years that they have to use a very, very specific detergent because they're getting reactions to it. Uh, and, and a lot of people are now going the natural way as well instead of going to a traditional doctor. Uh, and the number one question they always ask is like, you know, not what type of food you're eating is actually what type of product that you're exposed yourself to. Um, so yes, I think now, you know, it's, it's very hard for one of those giant CPG companies to change overnight, uh, cause they, they have all their infrastructures in place and, and they drive the economy to be honest with you. So it's not like a switch that they can just flip on. Um, and I think, you know, brands like us is, is, uh, you know, we, we become an alternative for a lot of these people now, especially on the internet. Uh, to now even have an option to buy something like laundry detergent where you normally would shop at a grocery store you can now actually get it delivered to your home um you know and and i think people are now very getting used to shopping on the internet post covid as well uh so i think we become that alternative solution in this new world that we're living in and because we're more nimble yeah. like as soon as we because we serve our customers our community like maybe every week Mm -hmm. understand like you know some of their laundry frustrations like so just say that they want like detergents that whiten their clothes better because over time your your white like your white clothes become gray yeah. unless you use like an actual whitener um odor is a big thing too people can't stand the smell even when you wash your clothes it has a weird smell especially around certain areas of your clothes we're able to experiment that very quickly in like a span of weeks or months because we're so small and there's only me but me and Bernard are the ones that make the approval. <laughs> so it doesn't have to go through so many different departments and sign offs, whatever, like a couple years later. So we're able to kind of test products much faster, innovative products much faster too. So, yeah. No, that makes sense. I think one of the, it's crazy. The older I get, there's brands I can no longer use. Like, um, like my workout clothes, I noticed when I wash it in a specific brand, uh, there's a scent that doesn't go away or it makes me itch. Like, and, and I didn't think, I was like, well, I don't have any allergies. Right. But like now, you know, I've hit a certain age, you know, like I'm actually now looking at the label, right. <laughs> and like, Hey, what's going into this? You know, everything has to be hypoallergenic. And it's just like, you know, your, your body tells on you. And I think uh, more conscious brands really do have the competitive advantage, but we have some more questions. I want to thank you guys. We got uh, definitely at least 15 more minutes. I want to get into the, the, the struggle I think that every business will hit, has hit, is hitting with a quick word from my sponsors, and I'll ask. There's a hero in all of us waiting to be unleashed. All it takes is just that one last push. Activate the hero within with CBMK Global Supplements. All natural, steroid-free, designed to enhance performance, build muscle, and increase energy. You are unstoppable. You can do this. Become your own hero at www.cbmkglobal.store. .cbmkglobal.store. Have with me Transform. What you get today? My green screen is throwing it off, but whatever. <laughs> www.cbmkglobal.store. Use code CBMK 50% off. Proteins, greetings. All the stuff. The new protein is dropping. Be wait tomorrow. So, um, 
every leader, every business entity organization gets compacted and I won't say derailed, but there's so much initial cost that sometimes you find yourself scrambling, right? So it's like, man, hey, look, we had to invest in the label design, the the logo, had to get it trademarked, had to invest in some type of legal assistance, illegal aid. And every business feels the pressure of creating profit margins, right? Um, what are some things that you would recommend, particularly for entrepreneurs, leaders, uh, things we people haven't considered when it comes to actually raising capital so you don't have your personal you know nest egg being imploded by this venture yeah uh, i i think our take on it is that uh i i know there's been a phase where raising capital is very sexy getting investors on is very sexy but uh for us we want to be extremely careful on how much uh equity we're giving away in the beginning and and for us we chose not to give any equity away uh, we'd rather just build everything bootstrap, at least in the beginning, on our own. Because uh, sure. like, to us, there's so many ways to get capital. Uh, and a lot of times like, when people are getting capital, they also want the expertise as well. But I, we, we believe in building a board advisory uh, to uh, compensate for that. Because um, now there's so many fintech companies. And then if you operate for more than two years, you can actually go to the bank to get a loan as well. So for for you know for companies that give away equity just for that little bit of money in the beginning, like to us, it's not worth it. I know there's many many success stories out there for you know getting investors early on as well, um, but that actually made us a lot more scrappy and really pay attention to the bottom line of our business. So fairly early on, we started even looking for a part-time CFO because CFO is, is a multiple six-figure salary, uh, but they provide a lot of insight into how your you know your how your PL, your balance sheet and, and your cash flow is doing and um you know a lot of entrepreneurs they i would say 90 percent or 95 percent of business fail not because they have a bad product or bad service it's because they don't pay attention to their cash flow right and when people look at profit they think that's cash flow uh and and that and that's an illusion right because you cannot spend profit you can only spend on cash flow um, so we really learned very early on in that lesson is to pay attention to our cash flow because like we don't have the the the, uh, the the safety net, the flexibility in having a lot of cash in the business, uh, and then see where we're spending a lot and where we can pull back, uh, and then also making us also focus on ventures that are actually scaling, so not having too many skews in our business early on as well, uh, and just focus eighty percent of our business on those things that that are actually already successful for us. And then leaving up 20% as like R&D and just trying on new things. Um, but Andrew, I don't know if you want to add Yeah, that. like going on Supernar, like we learned like revenue is vanity. Because there's a mm -hmm. lot of eight -fig, seven figure, multi seven figure, eight figure sellers, but they're not profitable. And sure. there's a lot of brands like that. So revenue is vanity, profit is sanity, but cash is king. So unfortunately, that's how a lot of, you know, we know the statistics, 95% of businesses fail in the first few years of business because they don't look at their cash. Yeah. Well, we we really were forced to look at our cash and be really, really creative and resourceful. And um, yeah, I think that was like the, the lesson that we're learning right now as we continue to grow our business into, I think, a certain size. Sure. I think, um, and then we can look for like maybe outside funding or help to, to continue expand. Can you repeat that? So revenue is vanity. Yeah, it's just vanity because like, yeah, you can just say, yeah, I'm making 10 million or 20 million. But if you're not making profit, then I mean, you don't have cash. 
Um, how do you become sustainable? So profit is sanity because okay. profit, that's great. Like you can still like run your business, but cash is king because without cash, you can't buy more inventory. You can't continue to advertise and do all these other activities that keeps a um, company sustainably growing. Do you think that there's a lot of uh, falsified uh, numbers, Angie? Like, do you, so, so like, you know, I've had my fair share of guests, right? And I've heard stories of, you know, raising capital. Uh, I've heard stories of angel investors gone through a few, you know, <laughs> discussions, uh, even for this, right? Like, and there's, there's, there's this, what I, I would call is the steroid truth, right? It's not like a, a weird number, but you can get injected with capital, but it doesn't mean true liquidity. Like there's, it's like this, yeah, they gave you, um, you know, a couple hundred thousand for 45%, you know, <laughs> but if you look at it, you know, you're eventually going to have to fold unless you just have this real sustainable um, growth. What I guess the question is, how should an entrepreneur like do you think that the the goal for most entrepreneurs is to because for yourselves what i'm hearing it was about purpose you wanted to impact the environment you wanted to create a safe community and you wanted to change lives sometimes i think when businesses are started even if there is a purpose behind it profit is the ultimate aim and if that means getting this so eventually i can sell the company that's worth doing right how do you avoid the temptation of what I call false profit. Sorry, what do you mean by false profit? So like, so like, so like, instead of, like you said, you didn't take the, the, you know, the capital injection, right? Like an angel investor could have came and said, uh, Andrew Menard, you know, I love what you guys do. You got a social media following, you know, I'm willing to give you a million for 42% of the company, right? How do you stick to your laurels, stick to your North star and say, Hey, look, I appreciate it is definitely something that would help us scale quicker, but this is the long-term goal. Oh yeah. In the beginning, like I would say a year ago, we, every single week we used to get aggregators. I'm not sure if you heard um, about aggregators. Mm-mm. It's kind of like, um, they're pretty much like big companies that buy out brands on Amazon. Oh, okay. And their goal, because just say you have a category on Amazon for just like XYZ gadget, these aggregators come in, they're like investors, and they buy the top brands on the first page so they can own the entire market, the entire portfolio. So we were getting like every single week, like aggregates come in to like buy our company early on in the first year and a half of business. And it's tempting because most people would actually sell it for XYZ amount. But because we knew, again, big purpose, we knew that there's just so many things that we can still do to help the environment and also create so many products that actual customers really needed. So when we act, I love to ask them questions, the investors. I'm like, well, when you do buy our company, what would you do with it? It's like, oh, we'll scale like this and we'll do this, et cetera. But not once that they said that they want to continue to innovate. So and we knew like no one else in the world would care, care about as much as our brand as we would when it comes to like continue to creating like innovative products that customers actually want. So in our head, like that's what keeps us going. Like I know it's tempting and honestly, a big CBG company also reached out to us, which you probably know. And you named one of them um, as well to buy from us. It was very tempting. We almost said yes, but we just couldn't because they would have diluted the product, buy it, reformulated it, made it cheap again and then sell it. And that's, that's not the purpose. Right. So 
Yeah. Last last thing yeah. I just want to add to that is like because we don't have investors, we're not pressured to have these investor reporting calls every single month. Exactly. Uh, it's reporting to our top line revenue, and and again because if you have a capital injected into your business, you're 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 tempted to just go spend it and like just plump up your top line and 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 kind of just get your top line revenue at all costs, right? But for us, like we have the option to slow down a month. And maybe talk to our supplier, lower the cogs, like uh, cost of our goods, or or uh, you know dial back on our advertising and see how come we're not as efficient on advertising. Uh, so we can actually slow down our speed of the the, the business as we choose, uh, because at the end of the day, like cash flow and profit is more important to us, and we want to grow sustainably. Because um, you know you mentioned about exit, right? So in the future, if we do exit, we know we all know it's it's always multiples of EBITDA, not multiples of your top line revenue. So ensuring that healthy EBITDA for us is actually more important than anything else. I like that ensuring that healthy EBITDA. All right, I know we got a couple more questions. Thank you guys so much. Honestly, I think this story is going to really change people's lives. Um, even when you're successful in brand development and scaling and making sure we actually have a positive cash flow. We have reserves. We're not um, answering to investors because we're self-funded. We're on this trajectory of sustainability. Fatigue is real, right? Um, Answering emails, you know, understanding your competition, um, you know, making UGC or, you know, paying for it or whatever, you know, that's fatigue, right? Like sometimes you don't want to, you know, be on a podcast with somebody you don't know, you know, like there, there's a lot to that, right? How do you avoid being fatigued? So I think our story might be a little bit more unique than compared to most businesses. So we were actually sued by one of our competitors uh, six months into the business. It was a federal litigation uh, and it cost us a ton of money uh, to even defend the case. It was just, it was a bully tactic. It was a, you know, a tactic that one of our competitors tried to use to get us out of the market. Uh, and I think, uh, and, and the litigation actually lasted for two years. So I think within the, and we've only been in business for two and a half years. So I always joke about this, but, uh, we actually operated longer with the litigation than we have it. (laughs) Um, the, the case that gets settled very recently. So we're, we're completely out of it now. Um, but, you know, for us, like we could have quit at any point within that two years because it's, it's mentally draining, uh, financially. it's financially extremely draining, uh, and it also, you know, kind of gets our head out of the out of the business because we're just trying to survive this legal case every single week. Um, but what, at least, what kept me going is that having a business like Kind Laundry, it's almost like an external entity for at least for me. Uh, to amplify who I am as a person, right? Because, uh, you know, again, like I'm into like sustainability and, and, and saving the world, you know, through like less plastic. Uh, and it's a way for us to do that in a, in a larger scale. Uh, so it's a, it's a company that is very like meaningful to me in uh, that gives me purpose in life. So I think finding that is what keeps me waking up every single morning uh, and to continue to push. So now after the litigation, if anything, like all those things that you just mentioned, like finding UGCs, finding more efficiencies in, in marketing, product sourcing, all that stuff, it's actually easy and it's fun because uh, it's, 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 it's a company that represents who we are as people. So um, yeah, that's, that, that's for me. Yeah, likewise, it's, like, it's kind of like Kind Laundry represents who we are as people as an extension of who we are as founders. So it's like, and we, 
And what keeps us going, because I actually do some of the social media with our team, and I do see all the DMs and the emails that come through where, like, we changed their families' lives because we made it easier for them. For a lot of mommies that have newborns that have eczema, all that stuff, like, when we see these pictures and these reviews, like, we have to fight for our community <laughs> and ourselves. Like, yeah. So that's I like going. No, that's cool. I like it. All right, well, I got one more uh, ad sponsor break, and I got one more question for you guys. Just a quick word from our sponsors. I literally just tried the best pre-workout on the planet. With Superpower Pre-Workout, you have increased focus and a power boost every single time you work out. It's not only packed with 225 milligrams of caffeine, but it also has citrulline and creatine. It's insane how much energy and focus I had during my workouts. If you're ready to take your workouts to the next level, then ditch your current pre-workout and get the superpower pre-workout to be your own hero. Catch y'all www.cvnkglobal.store. You're talking about UGCs. It's one right there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> www.cvnkglobal.store. Get the pre-workout superpower. So, you know, every leader, every entrepreneur, every um go-getter has a different definition of success you uh angie bernard you mentioned what it means to you as a person uh the the character the saving the planet creating sustainability the lives that you've changed and impacted that speaks to your ethos your north star right who you guys are as individuals in the world that you're trying to create the world that you're trying to help um Sometimes in business, lines get blurred because depending on the performance of a business, you, you know, there might be pressure to focus on something at the expense of another thing. Nothing unethical, but just to make sure that there's positive cash flow, right? And it's like, hey, look, well, this product is doing well. We really want to focus on this product, which potentially could save, you know, whatever, a reduction of 5%. But, you know, this pays the bills over here. How do you now, right, with all that you've accomplished and everything you've gone through, how do you now define success for you two? For us, it's definitely, well, at least for me, it's, de it's definitely not cash-driven or revenue-driven because um, I think that type of satisfaction is very, very short-lived. Um, you know, not, not that, like, we became super rich or anything before, but, you know, we had business before. Uh, where, you know, we, we were driving a lot of cash flow, but again, you know, back to this story in the beginning is like, we, we, we still, we weren't satisfied. Um, you know, and what actually satisfies me more today is knowing that I created jobs. Um, I, you know, now I have environmental impact. Uh, I'm improving someone's lifestyle. Right. Um, so, and, and now we're also donating our detergent sheet to like animal shelters even. Um, so when I see that kind of impact that I can make to someone's life or, or even to an animal's life, uh, I actually get way more excited than like seeing our revenue for, for a day. Um, and, and that kind of impact to me, that's priceless. Uh, just to just to know that, you know, less than three years ago, Kind Laundry never existed and all these other opportunities that came after it never existed um, and that we can actually do even more and more as this company continue to, to, continues to grow. So that impact to me, that is my definition of success. Yeah. And likewise with me, I was at a retreat this weekend um, just by myself with like nine other women. And when we were introducing ourselves and I said that I was the co-founder of Kind Laundry, like they all freaked out because they heard of Kind Laundry. They saw it at Whole Foods. They're like, oh my God, I used your product and it's made such, such a huge impact in our home because it's just easy to use. 
my nanny loves it or like my children loves it they can help me out and just to hear that it's like it's so it's so fulfilling that like they even heard about our brand and we've actually like you know it brought them a bit of happiness <laughs> to their life um but yeah that's very fulfilling as well Cool. And that's what it should be about. Yeah. Well, look, you guys have been absolutely amazing. I want to thank you again for being on the show. Bernard, Angie, where can they connect with you? Where can they buy? I've seen it at Whole Foods too, but I'm saying where can they buy the product? Follow you on social media. How can they reach out to you? They can uh, follow us on TikTok or Instagram at Kind Laundry or go on www.kindlaundry.com. Y'all connect with them, TikTok, Instagram, at Kind Laundry. Hit them up. Say, hey, look, I dig the podcast. Angie and you two were fantastic. And if you want to keep seeing amazing podcasts and leaders like we have on today, you know what you got to do. Subscribe to the YouTube page. YouTube at CVMK. Instagram is what it is, underscore show. CVMK underscore global. CVMK 30. There's a whole list. 33. TikTok. It's all CVMK related. And until next time, guys. Thanks. If you think exercise alone got me looking like this, well, think again. CVMK Global Super Thick got me right. I'm obsessed and yeah, I won't stop talking about it because it helped me grow in all the right places. Its creatine provides a fast and reliable way to increase your power, size, and shape. And it's scientifically proven to help you reach your physical goals in a safe, controlled manner. So if you want to increase muscle size, pump, and thickness in your muscle groups, you need Super Thick. 